Welcome to the Mind Muscle Connection Podcast, a show that is dedicated to educating you on applying science-based training, nutrition, and mindset strategies from some of the top minds in the industry to help you build a leaner, stronger, and more confident self. I'm your host, Jeff Hain. Let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Mind Muscle Connection podcast. Today is a solo episode and I have a topic I want to dive into. That topic is five meal timing strategies to maximize your body recomp. Before I dive into that, I just want to go over a few ways you can help support the podcast. So first is if you're sick of focusing on just weight loss and instead want a body, then my one-on-one online coaching program is for you. I help you lose body fat and build muscle with my body recomp training, nutrition, and lifestyle methods. We look at things like your lifestyle and biofeedback to individualize your training and nutrition program to you and your specific needs. There's also at least one to two bottlenecks that we find outside of the training nutrition protocol that are keeping you from seeing the results that you want to see. So if you're interested in that, you can find the link in my show notes. However, if you aren't interested in full coaching, but you do want some guidance or support, I do one-on-one consultations where we troubleshoot any issues you have, any struggles you have, and or we map out a game plan for the next couple months for you. Again, that's also in the show notes. If you want... If you don't want either of those things, but you are interested in learning more about body recomp, how I go about it, what is it, then I have my 75-minute masterclass on body recomp, and you can find the link in the show notes as well too. And then lastly, if you do like my content or information on here, I'm most active on Instagram. You can find me at Jeff, H-O-E-H-N underscore. If you have any questions or anything, that's where I'm most active. So with that out of the way, let's dive into today's topic. So I want to talk about meal timing. I think meal timing is something that for myself, I it's been weird. It's gone back and forth, right? It's like, it is important. It's not important. It is important, but I think from a I think from a weight loss standpoint, again, if you're just focused on weight loss, I don't think it's super important. I think it's it becomes less important, right? It becomes more about just your energy balance at that point. If weight loss is your main goal, however, if you know a body recomp, your body composition is what is important to you. I think meal timing goes way higher on the list because of that. And so I want to talk about meal timing, right? So just kind of sum it up too. There's two myths about meal timing. One doesn't matter at all and you shouldn't worry about it. You have to get it per- or you have to get it perfect. Otherwise you're going to gain hundred pounds in three weeks or you're going to look like you don't work out. I think both are extremes and it likely falls in the middle. Again, I want to go over those five things. So let's talk about this though. So I just, I did just mention how for weight loss versus body comp, it's Meal timing is a little bit more important for body comp. However, in saying that, it's important to note that your overall intake for the day slash week is still going to be priority number one. Okay. So example, if your goal is to drop body fat, you do need to eat in a calorie deficit. Okay. Now meal timing can help you stick with it better or to optimize your body comp, your body fat. But meal timing won't matter if you are not in a calorie deficit in that situation, right? You could have the perfect meal timing, but if you end up eating more throughout the if you if you end up having more calories than you expend throughout the day, that's not great for fat loss. The same is true for gaining weight. You could have the perfect meal timing, but if you aren't in a calorie surplus, it doesn't matter, right? If you are purposely trying to gain weight and you have this perfect meal timing, the things that I'm about to go over, but then eat more calories than you expend, it doesn't, it, that's not the most important thing. So we still have to get our overall intake nailed down, but focusing on meal timing can help with nailing it down. Or it can be a strategy you focus on after you get your overall intake nailed down. So it, it can be something that helps you get that intake down, or it can just be something that, hey, you get your intake, your overall intake down, and then you switch to, to meal timing. I find that good meal timing strategies help get this nailed down, help get the energy balance nailed down. So I think it should be higher on the priority list. But I just wanted to give that, I just wanted to make note that this is not going to 
take precedence over your overall intake for body composition stuff. All right. So strategy one, we want to have meals around our workouts. Okay. So if you want to maximize your body comp, less fat, more muscle, then you need to make sure you eat around your workouts to maintain and build muscle. I also think too, that it can help with hunger as well. If you're not eating around your workouts and you get super hungry, it's going to be really hard to in your goals, fat loss, it's going to be tough to be in a calorie deficit because you're going to get so hungry. Okay. But I think the big thing here with this meals around your workouts is from the building muscle side of the, of the equation. Okay. So going into your workouts, hungry has been shown to decrease performance, just going in even a little bit hungry, depending on the person can, they're not going to be able to push themselves as hard in their training sessions. So this means you won't be able to progress as well as you could, which equals less muscle, right? So it's, if you're not performing as well in your training sessions because you're not eating around your workouts, that could be the difference in over time. Less muscle. It's also important to consume protein sometime after your workout. This is likely even more important for women. The ISN came out with their like nutritional strategies for the female athlete, and it doesn't have to just be you don't have to just be an athlete. This can be body composition stuff too. And one of the main takeaways for myself in that paper was like nutrition around your workouts is very important during a calorie deficit, but for women in general, at the from the muscle protein synthesis standpoint. So maintaining muscle, building muscle, like really getting protein in around your workouts is going to be huge to really avoid those, that large catabolic state there of in breaking down of, of muscles. The protein aspect is really the big thing here from a body comp standpoint. However, things like carbohydrates, making sure you, you have, you, you don't go into your session super hungry can help with your performance, which in turn helps with the building muscle side of the equation. So there's, there's two things here that, that are important. So what's the application of this? Eat one to three hours around your training before and after. The longer you go without eating before, the sooner you need to eat afterwards and make sure you get about 20 to 30 grams of protein in each meal before and after if you can. Some people do like to go in fasted. That's fine. I think we have to be upfront with that could be the difference in a little bit less muscle overall if you go into your workouts fasted. But again, if going working out in the morning is the only time you can get it in, you don't feel great eating a lot of food beforehand, then obviously that's a trade-off that we're willing to make there, right? So th this is where blanket statements can get you in trouble because it really depends on the specific situation. But if you can eat a little bit before, I would always caution, I would always for you to do that. Now, if you're in a fat loss phase, maybe it's a little bit different. We're not as concerned about really maximizing muscle growth. But I think if you're in a building phase, really trying to get some food in beforehand is going to be key. However, if you do go in fasted and you weight train, it, it becomes even more important to make sure you get protein in as soon as possible after. If you have that pre-workout meal one, three hours before you work out, you have this kind of wiggle room where you push your, if you're not like super hungry or anything like that, you can push your post-workout meal back a little bit. Now, again, if you're for women, you probably have a little less wiggle room there with that and you don't want to go too far away. But if you get a meal beforehand, you can push it back a little bit. If you don't, it becomes important to get that protein in as soon as you can within 30 to 60 minutes. So that's where that anabolic becomes more, more important depending on what you do ahead of time. So that's the first one. Make sure you eat around your workout. And I put that first because I think that's in, when I'm setting up a client's day, that's the one that those are the meals that I'm really trying to set up to make sure those, those are there. It's, hey, we need to make sure we get a, a post-workout meal in at the very least. So order of importance within meals around your workout, it's going to be, if you're in a fat loss phase, it's just getting that protein in right after your workout. From there, eating a little bit if your schedule allows for it. In a building phase, probably important to make sure that you do get a meal in beforehand and then obviously just get protein in within one to two hours after your workout there if you ate before. So that's the first one. Again, I think that's super important. And like I said, we're building around that one. All right. So strategy two, and this one is high up there with the first one is spread your protein out evenly throughout the day. So first, just like with your overall caloric intake for the day, that is most important. However, and same thing with protein, your overall intake 
is most important. You do want to make sure you hit your protein goal for the entire day. But research has shown that for muscle growth, spreading out your protein intake throughout the day is likely superior to like having a a day where, take two examples here, you have 35 grams at one meal, 30, 30, 38. That's going to be better than 12, 25, 8, 90, right? So we want to try to get that evenly spread out. You don't have to get it perfect, but you just want to avoid massive variation. So it's okay if one meal is 20, one meal is 35. It doesn't have to be, oh, 35, 35, 35. It can be off a little bit, but you just want to avoid these massive variations from one meal to the next, where if you look at this day, that one example I gave, it's one meal is eight grams, the next meal is 90 grams. We want to try to spread that out evenly as possible. And this is also where eating two protein servings in a day can be problematic from a muscle building standpoint. So again, somebody that's just focused on weight loss, maybe one meal a day, two meal a days works because it helps them lower their caloric intake. But from body comp standpoint, probably not great from maintaining lean body mass. I think about three, I think you want to, I would really push people to get three servings of protein in per day and at least 30 to 40 grams in those meals. From there, you can do three, you can do four, you can do five, whatever works best for you. But I think that minimum threshold that we want to hit is three times per day. Again, we have to take this the specific client into consideration here. If it's not feasible for them to get three meals in per day, then we're just going to have to do it in two and it is what it is. We're going to try, hey, maybe one meal is just a shake and I'm going to work on them to try and get it to three. But at the end of the day, whatever a client can stick with is going to be the most important thing here. Somebody that is, this is where, again, it also comes into play, like where you're starting at. So somebody that comes in and they're just super overweight and they just need to get some weight off. Like it's more important for them to just get a little bit of weight off. Like for them, one to two meals per day, if, if that gets them to stick with what they're, what we're doing and it gets them into the energy deficit, then that, that needs to be what we focus on. But as they start to get leaner and it's not just weight loss that we're focused on, it's, Hey, body comp, body fat, muscle gain maintenance of muscle, it becomes more important to get these, these, this protein intake evenly spread out throughout the day. And again, in about three meals. All right. So strategy number three is high protein breakfast, eating larger meals early, earlier in the day. Recent research has shown that eating larger meals earlier in the day can help with feeling fuller throughout the day. And typically what happens is people have smaller breakfasts and then they have massive dinners. So if you struggle with hunger cravings at night, this may be a good strategy for you. So that research showed that people had more satisfaction, less hunger when they ate more of their meals earlier in the day. And how that can be helpful is if you're not super hungry, it's easier to stick with what you're doing, right? This is again, where a meal timing strategy can help you get in the energy balance that you want. But again, we've seen this happen. We've seen this where certain meal timing strategies can make things worse, right? So in this situation, say you're somebody that's, oh, I just want to save a lot of my calories for at night because that's when I'm most hungry. But typically what happens in that situation is people don't eat a lot of food during the day, so they get super hungry. So then they're super hungry at night. What happens at night, you're usually watching TV and then it's like you want tasty foods and then you just ingrain that habit. So it's like you don't eat a lot during the day to save calories for later. You're watching TV, your brain's like, whoa, where's that tasty Whereas that dopamine hit that we usually get, ice cream, whatever it may be. So you eat that and it just you just ingrain that habit and you end up eating more calories than you want. And this is where th- you can run into issues. We can start to shift this around. I think most people, the way that they go about intermittent fasting or they go about their meal timing is less food early in the day to save calories for later. And then they get themselves into trouble. Let's switch that around. Let's do specifically a high protein breakfast. So again, 30 to 40 grams, you do that early in the day start there and then watch your hunger drop down. But yeah. So that would be strategy number three there. And again, that's another one of those strategies that is going to help us get the energy balance that we want. Strategy four, and this kind of goes with the last one, but limit large meals late at night. So this is funny. There was that myth that like, oh, you can't eat after 6 PM, blah, blah, blah. And it was like, oh, that's so stupid. Which at the end of the day, you don't, the cutoff time is really up to you and whatnot. It's not, and again, it's not like you eat after six and it's all going to be stored as fat. However, I do think that from what I understand of 
chrononutrition, eating later at night, things are a little bit slower. So this isn't like all of a sudden you, again, your overall caloric intake is going to be most important, but if we're trying to maximize things and again, maybe you're stuck and things aren't you're not seeing the results that you think, even though you're like tracking your calories and whatnot. These are things that could add up over time if you're eating like large meals late at night, just because again, this is for one, it's, it, it can impact sleep. Okay. But from a digestion and how our body handles food standpoint, it may be a little less efficient later in the day. We're just talking about small details here that add up over time. If you do it regularly and you have one night where you eat a large meal at night, no big deal. Right. So maybe it's a, a an event. Nope. Can't do, can't eat this. Cause you know, this isn't, I'm not maximizing my body composition. You don't have to do that. But the big thing here is I think regularly avoiding or regularly eating large meals late at night can get you into trouble here. Like I said, you don't want to have a strict cutoff of 6 p.m., but you likely want to limit large meals too close to bed for the sleep component. But also just at night when we're eating, our bodies just probably aren't as efficient as they are earlier in the day from like a digestion standpoint and how your body utilizes the nutrients that you give it. So really try to uh, limit those large meals late at night if you can. Strategy five, stick with the same meals per day slash timing of those meals. So this is a strategy that can help you stick with your nutrition and gives you a good foundation from day to day. Also, there might be a small benefit of keeping meals around the same time each day from like a body standpoint. So like from an energy balance standpoint, it just might be a little bit better to have these meals fairly close to each other. But this is more so a great strategy to give you structure and foundation with your nutrition from day to day. This is how I like it. So I used to, with clients, just give them like, hey, here's your calories and macros, follow it. What I've been doing more of now is like giving them, again, building out their day of, okay, here's your workout. We want to make sure we get a meal in here. Here's how many. And then we break down, okay, so how many meals do you want to have per day? You want to have four. Okay. So here's around the times you want to have them. Here's how many calories you should have. Here's what your protein should be. And that's been really good to help people with structure. And the reason I like that a lot, and this has been helpful for myself as well, when I'm not tracking is for that reason, if you're not tracking your food intake, it gives you a sense of structure from day to day. And okay, I usually eat around this time. This is my second meal. I still have two meals. Maybe in that next meal, I eat a little bit less because I had a lot more in the second meal. Again, it just gives you the structure from day to day that isn't, oh, hey, I need to track every little thing that I'm eating. I think you can when you combine this with tracking and you have this, it just makes things way easier. But let's say it's a weekend or you have a vacation and you dial back and you're not tracking like you normally do. This is where you can fall back on this. And it's just a great way to keep foundation into your day. But like I said, we also might have that small metabolic benefit of eating the same, your meals around the same time each day. But I, again, and I think this also helps from a standpoint of if you're somebody that, you know, you don't really like to get hungry. If you don't know when your next meal is going to be, or it's just random from day to day, you're going to be more reactive to your hunger. Whereas if you start to get hungry, it's okay. Hey, I typically eat in about an hour and a half from now. It's, you're, it's easier for you to manage that hunger, knowing that you have this many meals. This is when you typically eat. Because again, you could see where the other one's going to be a little bit more reactive of, well, I don't know what I'm going to eat again. I'm hungry. I want to eat now. I don't want to feel this way. So those are the five. Again, remember that these are all things that can help maximize your body recomposition. And, but in saying that the most important from like, the most important is going to be your overall intake, but these are very, this is a very close second, I think in terms of, and it's become the larger priority and whatnot, the more I learn about nutrition. So Hopefully these were helpful. If you guys have any questions on this, you can just reach out. And if not, I will talk to you guys next time. Thank you for listening. If you want more free content like this, follow me on Instagram at jeffh91 underscore or visit jhhealth.net. See you next time.